The Winnipeg Jets have announced their Penticton Young Stars Classic roster. A couple of familiar prospect names, maybe some folks you haven't heard of, and some potentially exciting developments as the Jets prepare for what should be a fun, brief tournament and a, ch and a chance to showcase some of Winnipeg's top young prospects. Which of these kids will be amongst the top names to watch for the future? We'll dive into all of that on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets. You're locked on the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. As always, thank you so much for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on all of your favorite podcasts and platforms and YouTube. Doing so, of course, is always free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode. But most of all, we just love and appreciate your support. Tonight's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Uh, FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more and visit uh, FanDuel right now because they have some great specials. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets back guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On right now to get started. Now, like I said at the top of the episode, obviously tonight we're going to be talking about the Jets and their Penticton Young Stars Classic roster. This is a very exciting time, obviously. Uh, we're finally getting some Jets hockey that's going to be, you know, a bit of a teaser before preseason kicks off against the Oilers later this month. From the 15th through the 18th, we're going to have a couple of interesting little games between, you know, obviously teams from Western Canada and their young prospects. And for the Jets, you know, this is an interesting time because we haven't really seen a, a young classic in a decent bit of time. And, you know, now this is great to have it back. I think a lot of Jets fans are probably pretty excited. I know I'm actually looking forward to it because the roster itself is very decent. Uh, so let's start off with, of course, you know, the, the forwards, right? You've got an interesting group. And apologies if I butcher any pronunciations of names, obviously, um, we have a couple of folks who uh, have some, some you know, complicated last names that I'm maybe going to butcher. But up front, we've got Colby Barlow, Thomas Caron. Uh, they've got Nikita Chiprikov, Parker Ford, Carlson Golder, uh, Jakob Julian, Brad Lambert, Connor Levis, uh, Mark Levitsky, uh, Chaz Lucius, Henry Nikonen, Daniel Torgerson, and Danny Zilkin. On defense, you've got Terrell Bauer, uh, Artemi Kanaizev, Dmitry Kuzmin, uh, Simon Kubacek, Simon Lundmark, uh, Elias Lamanson, uh, Jordan Turigny, and Wyatt Wilson. And in net, uh, Dominic DiVicentis and Thomas Milic. So obviously quite a few names here that are very familiar. Uh, a couple of folks that I think are, are, are going to be interesting to watch for, for Winnipeg fans just because we haven't really seen them before. If I recall correctly, Artemi came over from the San Jose Sharks. I want to say that was uh, one of the guys that 
Winnipeg picked up swapping Leon Gavanki, if I recall correctly. Uh, as far as Kanaizov, if I'm pronouncing that right, um, as far as he's concerned, I don't really know that much about him. This is kind of like the first time that I'll be getting a good look at him. Uh, obviously, you know, Gavanki was kind of hinting that he wasn't real happy with the Jets when he wasn't given a chance. So, you know, maybe Artemi will have an opportunity to make this team out of camp. My guess is a lot of these guys, you know, including some of the invites, are probably more um, loose-bound. But I'll say this, right? In terms of an interesting assortment of players, uh, especially up front, Winnipeg probably has one of the better groups that they've sent to the Young Stars Classic. Traditionally, this is not a, a, a tournament where the Jets have a lot to offer just because, um, right, let's be honest. Winnipeg hasn't had a lot of top-end draft picks over the last several years. Most of the players that come through this tournament are are more, you know, invites from college and stuff that the Jets pick up and, and try to see if maybe they've got some guys who could fill in spot duty with the Moose and on an extremely rare occasion, maybe even log a few games for uh, the big club. But I'll say this, right? This is a fun group. Up front, I think Winnipeg has, you know, solid depth here. I think that the forward line combinations should be very interesting, especially because we have a lot of guys who can play center. And we know that organizationally speaking, um, the Jets, I wouldn't say that right now they're in trouble when it comes to center depth, but once Shifley leaves, that's going to change the arithmetic quite a bit. Suddenly you're going to realize that there is going to be a pretty gaping void for Winnipeg to fill. And one of these young players, it'd be nice if they could, you know, step in and fill that void. Obviously, Perfetti is is one of the biggest candidates. Vorlardi is another guy who I think would probably uh, have a real shot at it. But after that, right, uh, especially long term, you're going to have some legitimate options. Chaz Lucius, I know, is one that, you know, we've talked about in the past as having uh, been a candidate for center. I don't know if that's his best position. I, I still feel like when he played out wide, that's kind of where I, I tended to feel he was strongest, but he's a super creative player. You know, he's got passing and vision for days. It's just a question of whether or not he can stay healthy enough to string together a full season. Uh, we know that Brad Lambert could also probably play down the middle. Uh, he's done it before. And, you know, obviously Winnipeg will probably give him the run either as a winger or as a center, trying to figure out if maybe he can be the answer down, uh, down the middle on the second line of the future. Right. But, as of right now, I still think he's probably a wing. Uh, same for Colby Barlow. But, you know, you've got a couple of guys there. Jakob Julian, you know, could be a, a center. Uh, Connor Levis, obviously, could be an option. Other than that, you know, I mean, the rest of the roster, I think, is, is for the most part not too, like, crazy in terms of surprises. I think this is a pretty fun group. Uh, Chibrikov, obviously, I'm very excited to see. Nikon and I kind of wonder about because obviously he's he's going to be fighting for a role and I think you know long term with the organization he might not have a particularly long career in Winnipeg if he doesn't have the ability to to really take his game to the next level. I I think he's been solid so far for the Moose but in terms of what I was hoping for, you know, a guy who might actually translate his game to the NHL level, I I, I don't know if it's really gotten there for me yet, but Hey, you never know. Maybe he'll have a big uh, Young Stars camp or, or something and show that maybe this year he's ready to take a bigger step and fight for a bottom six spot in the future. 
Now, I think there's a couple of names that I'm particularly interested in keeping an eye on, what I'll call the ones to watch, and we'll talk about who those players are in just a little bit. Before we go any further, though, I did want to shout out our friends and partners at FanDuel. Football season is about to kick off, and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long. Right now, when you bet on the Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets back every time they win in the regular season. As a Ravens fan, this is a particularly fortuitous opportunity for me. Obviously, Baltimore likes to win, and, uh, you know, hey, if they just happen to win a Super Bowl along the way, I honestly would get rewarded for it. If you're a Minnesota Vikings fan, maybe you feel a little bit more ambivalent about that, but hey, you know what? No matter what, choose any team to win the Super Bowl and you'll get bonus bets for every victory, no matter who you root for. You can use those bonus bets on spreads, player props, over-unders, and so much more. To get started, visit FanDuel.com slash on and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sports book right now. That's FanDuel.com slash on. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Every day, thank you so much for making uh, today, uh, obviously, Locked On Winnipeg Jets, your first listen of the day. Every day, we really love and appreciate your support. And of course, you know, this is an exciting time for Jets fans because we finally have Young Stars Classic Hockey back. Uh, obviously, you know, look, we know that the Jets prospect pool, uh, according to The Athletic and, and some other folks, a lot of people are kind of down on this group, not because it's a bad group, but because it lacks a lot of high-end star power uh, generational talent, right? This is a group where I feel like the prospect ceilings, um, you've got a couple of guys who have the potential to be really good to elite. I think we know that Lambert's probably one of those guys who has one of the greatest potentials, but you know, obviously uh, one of the highest likelihoods of the so-called dreaded bust. But in terms of a lot of other players in this pool, I feel like Winnipeg has a lot of guys who I feel are, are legitimately future NHLers. But the problem is for the Jets, they just might not be that elite next level player. But let's talk about guys who are considered the ones to watch. Obviously, Colby Barlow is going to top this list. Uh, you know, I think Colby, when he was drafted, was kind of... I don't want to say derided by Jets fans, but I think a lot of folks, including myself, kind of had a, you know, a bit of a pause just because when you look at the talent that was on the board, you know, the first thought was Colby Barlow, right? He's a, a notable goal scorer with a pro ready build dominates at the junior level, but what will his game translate to at the NHL level? And, you know, there are still some questions there. Uh, I, I think where he was taken and what he can do for Winnipeg, I still think he's got a really nice potential to be a solid middle six scorer. Uh, I do kind of wonder if maybe his ceiling is a little bit capped, but obviously at his age, he's got plenty of room to grow. I suppose it's going to come down to what techniques he develops over the next couple of years and how he um, makes that jump to the pro level, because there's a good chance that it's not going to be more than a year or two before he finally makes that jump. You know, he's too strong for juniors, and while he's only like 17 or so, he just has the pro ready build and a monster shot. So, you know, he might be making the jump to the moose sooner than, you know, a lot of other prospects in his class would, uh, you know, necessarily be on, on the same, on the same trajectory. I think he's got a rapidly upward trajectory, but I do wonder if once he reaches the pros that we kind of see maybe a plateau for a bit until he kind of takes that next step all the same. I'm still very excited about Barlow. He's, 
if nothing else, you know, future captain material, which I think the Jets have certainly pinned on their board. Uh, obviously, Barlow, um, you know, he's already made good friends with Rucker McCrory. And, hey, if you can't get along with Rucker, I feel like you're just not uh, going to get along with any of these apparently very gregarious young prospects. Another guy that I think is really worth keeping an eye on, of course, is Brad Lambert. Uh, and I say that all the time because Brad Lambert is just obviously one of the most exciting prospects in the Jets pool. How can you not want to watch him? What I'm actually looking for, though, this this uh, time around is I want to see how he handles that jump back to pro. You know, he had a, a nice year with Seattle, kind of finishing out the season and was on an absolute tear, uh, especially heading into the playoffs. But, you know, when he was with the Moose for that first stint, you could tell that it wasn't all coming together for him. Uh, the work rate was there. You know, the, the thought process, you could tell he was trying to make those decisions, decisions trying to find those scoring lanes and, and passing lanes, but it just wasn't 100% manifesting in the full package. And I, I think that probably frustrated him a bit, but in terms of players who I think have, you know, almost limitless sky-high potential, Brad is one of those players that I think really has that for the Jets. I also think he has the highest risk of not necessarily reaching that or even bottoming out. But because he's got such a relentless work ethic, and I don't know, I just have this uh, irrational faith in him, I really feel like he's going to become a star for Winnipeg. I, I hope that it's at the level where you see that effortless edge work of his really become explosive, allow him to create those gaps and really find scoring lanes because he's got the confidence, he's got the work rate, he's got the shot. It's just putting it all together in the package that makes him a next-level NHL threat. So the, the Young Stars Classic is not going to be the best barometer of, of how he's doing, but I think you'll get uh, maybe a little bit of insight into what he's been doing this offseason, how he's been preparing, and hopefully he carries the confidence that he finished with Seattle into this upcoming season with the Moose. I'd love to see him light it up with Manitoba immediately because, let's be real, the Jets could really benefit from having him in the lineup uh, towards the back half of the season, uh, I would say. That's where last year the finishing kind of bottomed out. And if the Jets can add a Lambert to their lineup, especially in the bottom six, sheltered minutes, you know, don't throw him into the deep end, but allow him to give you, you know, an extra weapon for your, 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 your third or your fourth line scoring depth. Winnipeg will have a legitimately pretty monstrous uh, forward grouping. It's not going to be, you know, on the level of, of maybe Vegas when they won the cup, but it might not be far off. So something to keep an eye on. Now, I've talked about a couple of really obvious names. I want to talk about a couple of names that I think would be potentially uh, surprising players. We'll, we'll talk about who those are and why you should keep an eye on them in just a moment. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Every day, or thank you so much, so much for rejoining us on tonight's episode as we are just... Uh, Wrapping up some thoughts from Winnipeg announcing their 2023 Young Stars Classic roster. Uh, apologies to any of the prospects that I butchered the pronunciation of their name. It's been a while since I've heard a lot of them. Um, so sorry, but obviously all the same. We're really excited to see them lace up for the Jets here pretty soon. And uh, I wanted to focus on a couple of names that maybe aren't, aren't going to get as much attention as guys like Barlow and Lambert, but who I am keeping a close eye on just because 
for one reason or another, they have something unique that makes them a potentially valuable player for the Jets long term. Uh, one of those guys, and and this is an interesting one because I've I've talked about him maybe kind of stagnating recently, but it's Daniel Torgerson. Uh, Torgerson, when I saw him, you know, in in camp last year and in, in previous seasons, I was kind of intrigued by him because he's a huge kid with um, a, a really smooth stride. He's not overly physical, but he's strong on the puck. He's got very solid passing, a pretty decent shot. You know, he likes to also mix it up down low and create some havoc. Um, but but Torgerson, for me, I, I was a little bit uh, disappointed that, you know, his first year or so with the Moose hasn't been as prolific as I was expecting. I thought, you know, his, his offensive confidence and his ability might naturally translate. So far, it's been a little more modest. Uh, which is okay. It's it's not like it's something that I'm particularly worried about, but I do think, you know, maybe if he makes the NHL, it'd be more in like a fourth line role. Um, would I call it like a checking role? I don't know. I don't know that, you know, for checking and, and mixing it up in the corners is necessarily his game. I've always felt that for a guy his size, he's more focused on um, making, you know, smart outlet passes and being conscientious of, of, you know, scoring in passing lanes, stuff like that, more so than using his frame as a weapon. If he makes the NHL, again, like I said, probably a depth role, but it'd be nice if maybe he can elevate his game this year and uh, really find a, a more prominent scoring role, especially for a Moose team that in previous seasons has struggled to finish. Another guy that I'm very curious about is Connor Levis. You've heard me talk about him a couple of times already. Uh, Levis, for me, just from like his like junior highlights and footage, immediately struck me with his passing. Uh, I know that he maybe doesn't have like the world's you know most insane goal scoring record, but his vision and his passing seem really really strong. Uh, and I know it's a strange thing to really single that out, but in terms of Winnipeg's you know prospect profiles and their actual NHL club profile. You've noticed that passing is kind of a problem for this team, uh, more so on the defense than the forwards, but it's especially noticeable when they're trying to break out. So having somebody who can make those tape-to-tape passes cleanly and under pressure would be amazing. I don't even think Levis has to be like the world's top and goal scorer. Just a guy who can cleanly distribute the puck, keep it moving, and help with the transition game would be really helpful for Winnipeg's depth grouping. Uh, that is something that the Jets have lacked in previous years, It'd be nice if it actually helps them kind of gel this year and gives them more versatility. Uh, and also he can play center, right? That's nice to know uh, that he can go down the middle, middle when need be. And uh, hopefully, you know, this helps the Jets maybe be a little bit less nervous about their future with uh, Mark Shifley down the middle, eventually not being a thing for much longer. That's going to be a weird thing. Let me tell you, when he's not a Jet anymore, it's going to be it's going to be a strange one. Now, the last name that I think I'm really going to talk about and, and one that might be flying a little bit under the radar um, is Dimitri Kuzman. Uh, Kuzman, obviously, uh, he was notable because he was Belarusian, and you don't really see too many players from Belarus making the NHL. I think he might be amongst the first, really, to, uh, to make the um, North American pro circuits. You just don't really see many uh, players from Belarus uh, coming over um, especially to North America. So this is a big deal. And, you know, obviously he was drafted because he's a very smooth skater. He's got 
sharp offensive instincts. His first year in the CHL seemed to be pretty decent, uh, had solid numbers, and I'm intrigued to know what his game is like if he you know, joins the Moose this year. Uh, offensively, he's got great passing and vision, and I feel like you know, you're kind of thinking about him as potentially like another Declan Chisholm. Maybe not nearly as explosive, uh, but in terms of the ability to cycle the puck around effectively, to find good and soft passing and shooting lanes, all of that kind of stuff, it's all really valuable. Winnipeg really could do with more puck-moving defenders, and maybe Kuzman is a guy who, you know, in the in a year or two is fighting for an NHL spot. I don't think it's going to happen this year, and there aren't even enough spots for him to really be a realistic consideration but hey in the future two seasons down the road we'll revisit that topic because you just never know now of course you can catch all of these games starting september 15th and it'll run through just a couple of days uh but they'll have six games total you know how they do the whole split squad thing first game is against the oilers then it's against um uh vancouver and then the final game will be against calgary so Lots of fun for Jets fans. Let's hope Winnipeg shows up and gives us some really good prospect uh, prospect performances. Let me know which prospects you're very interested in and want to keep an eye on either for this tournament or for the future in the comments below or at my social medias at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. For tonight's show, though, that is all the time that we have. Thanks so much for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. We will see you back here for more Jets coverage next week. As always, thanks for listening. Have a great night. And go Jets go.